Hi, we're at Crown Larks. You're listening to Radio 1, WLUW, Chicago. Ta-da.
right, once again, this is Radio 1 Chicago here on 88.7 WLUW, broadcasting from the campus of Loyola University. That right there was the Crown, the crown Larks, and I have the Crown Larks. Or Crown Larks, is it just Crown Larks? Yeah, no V. No V. Yeah, so just we that. have Crown Larks in the studio. It always throws me off, you know? <laughs> um, it's part of the mystery. It is it's part like, of the you know, yeah. dramatical mystery thrown in <laughs> with the band. Who doesn't love a it grammatical a mystery? They could both be verbs. <laughs> um, why don't you guys say? Why don't you say your name um, and tell us what you do in Crown Larks? So. Mine's Matt, and I play bass. I'm Lorraine. I play sax, uh, keys, uh, and I sing flute. flute and the flute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Jack, and I, I mostly play guitar and sing, but also play keys uh, a little bit and do a couple other things. And our drummer Bill's not here. Oh. But he's the MVP. So. He's, the M- he's the real MVP, right? <laughs> he is. He is. I mean, you just heard the song. Anybody who's right. listening to this song, all, this song and the next song, I think, like, yeah, he's the MVP. Builds a, builds a spotlight <laughs> yeah. on that one. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for coming in. It's, it's, we, I've been trying to get you guys in forever. I've been meaning to, and I'm glad this is finally happening. Uh, you guys have an album coming out. This is your second album? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second, second full length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about that album, kind of like give us the history from the last album up until like this upcoming release. Well, the last album um, came out in April 2015, and that was kind of I, I, like a, a good show of like, <clears throat> you know, how the band started out, which was a lot of us kind of jamming together in the basement, like structuring out of those improvisations and then finding ways to make them more song-like, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas this record was a lot more like written, uh, structured, like rhythmically focused, I'd even say maybe poppy, just as far as the focus on the vocals from the start. Um, bringing Matt on was a huge change. I think anybody who listened to the first record, just having a full-time bassist just like made all the difference in the world for stuff we could do rhythmically and just letting you know the rest of us do other stuff. Before that, I was kind of switching between guitar and bass. Do you feel that like from your first album, you get, was, was it more just kind of like finally getting to know each other a lot better and that's kind of how these songs kind of changed compar- yeah, comparatively? I mean, we've uh, all grown as musicians and we've... Um, Tour. Really toured a lot, mm-hmm. and um, we're trying new things. Uh, I played sax on this album for the first time, mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of a new thing for me because my first instrument was clarinet. Uh, I picked it when I was eight, uh-huh. and um, now last year I picked up sax, so now I'm playing it. And um, this is the first album that Matt's on mm-hmm. with us. So yeah, that's really changed the what we can write and um, the kind of things we bring too. to the table. Prior to Matt, were you guys a three piece then? Oh, with the revolving cast, we we uh-huh. we've always we've always brought in and out collaborators, which I still like doing, just because it's um it just brings in different energy and it lets like some right. chaos come into things. But yeah, um, we never we, had a full time. Well, we had Chris. We, we had, yeah, we had kind of a member for very long at any rate. Yeah, yeah, no long. Yeah, what had, a yeah. band not have a member? <laughs> right. Yeah. It was, in and out. Not Matt, possible. It's been a solid four piece for like yeah two years now. Thanks yeah. to Matt. Yeah. Um. So where did you guys decide to record the album? Over at uh, Minball Studios in Humboldt Park, which mm-hmm. is a really great spot. You know, small but sounds really good. And they, it's that nice combination of they've got a lot of really nice stuff, but they're they're pretty chill about like letting you use it. You know, <laughs> right. not somebody watching over your shoulder like don't touch that tape machine that came from Muscle Shoals, <laughs> even though it did come from Muscle Shoals. So uh, yeah, it was fun. So your music, you know, part of the part of the description that you guys use is kind of like the, you know jazz. And how were you guys able to kind of take these ideas of jazz and you guys kind of you know, like with this album, you kind of hone it in a little bit more. Like you were saying, you were trying to be a little bit more pop mm-hmm. in the sense that of what you guys can be pop. Yeah. Um, how were you guys able to kind of like 
thoughtfully do that? Well, I think part of it was just a natural outgrowth of some of the stuff we were talking about before. I mean, it's funny because the three songs you're playing now are like no lead horn parts, no none of the free, more free improvisation uh-huh. of the last record. None of, I mean, I would say they they really show a pretty different band. But mm-hmm. the notion, I think, like you know, other songs on the record have a lot more kind of jazzy moments, textures. But for me, it's mostly more about like the core notion of a collaborative, creative process where it's people throwing in improvisational ideas and trying to maintain that communal sense even though it has like a common purpose and a direction it's not just like these are my songs and this is my backing <laughs> band which you know a lot of great music yeah. is made that way but yeah but yeah that that so i would say i don't know like politically spiritually uh, methodologically or whatever like all that jazz is still coming in in all those ways and then matt since you were kind of the newer member how was it kind of like bringing in um your ideas your process and, and your sound it was interesting um it was cool to start playing with uh, them, the Crown Lars, because they really embraced some of the weirder ideas that I had. You know, uh-huh. some of my other bands, you know, it might have been a little too strange for them. But it came together really well. I mean, it's been like a super organic thing, you know, and I've found myself playing things that I might not have come up with in another musical environment, you know. Yeah, and Lorraine, since you started playing sax... Recently. recently, yeah, very recently. <laughs> How did you? Yeah, in fact, I wasn't at all even sure that I was going to be able to play this thing at all. Um, a collaborator of ours who Kurt Oren, on the yeah, album, he, yeah, he plays um, Barry saxophone okay. mainly, and he does a lot of solo stuff around town. Um, but he just had this old student horn that he's graduated out of, <laughs> and was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I guess." You know, I could, he actually told me, he's like, I could turn this thing into a lampshade, or <laughs> if you want to fix it, you could have it. So I was like, well, I guess I'll just put some money into it and see if it, and, you know, see if I can right. play it. And yeah, it's been really fun. It's been really great because it's just like, um, it's a lot freer instrument. Uh, yeah. In a lot of ways, yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, obviously, really expressive. So, you know, when you usually are first starting off, with an instrument, you know, think back in the day when you mm-hmm. picked up your very first instrument and um, you actually start writing songs and you're like, you know, there's that challenge, but there's also like this new light that's brought on. Is that something that you felt or what was kind of like the feeling with, because with sax bringing it into this band? Yeah, it's, uh, well, we had sax before, so it wasn't like we um, introducing an entirely new instrument into the music. Um, we had had other players mm-hmm. play, and so right. at first it was just kind of learning the parts that okay. had already been written for those okay. songs. Um, really, it was it was more about for me just figuring out how to breathe into this instrument and mm-hmm. like learn to perform with it because it just takes so much lung power that I wasn't <laughs> even used to. Yeah. So you guys have a show coming up for the release. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you give us the details on the show? Yeah, it's May 6th at the Empty Bottle um, on Saturday. Uh, it's with Ono, uh, who's just like a Chicago institution, and I think like one of our most exciting, greatest bands, like Love Em or Hate Em. They're just like an unforgettable band, and them. I love them. <laughs> um, somebody, you know. Uh, there's always that one guy. We've got, we've got uh, Grünwasser, who is um, some friends of ours uh, that have just, you know, been tearing it up lately, open up for OTs at Talia Hall, people really into that. And then Blacker Face, which is some other friends of ours, just like really good, like, art punk weird stuff and then Grunvasser is like crazy experimental synth pop stuff so it's really all over the place but that's Saturday May 6th um, yeah and we'll have we'll have the vinyl we'll have everything nice that's cool yeah um, alright so we're gonna get into a second track from Clown Larks and then we'll be back here more on Radio 1 Chicago
That right there is Crown Larks, and we have Matt, Lorraine, and Jack in the studio. Hello. 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 Hey, hey. So you guys have this album coming out. Uh, you're going to be doing a show at Empty Bottle on the 6th, May 6th. Um, what do you plan to do with this album? Do you plan on going on tour? Yeah, we've got a huge tour lined up. We're, we're doing a little warm-up week, you know, because gotta get gotta get gotta get tied for that bottle show. But we're leaving <laughs> we're leaving next Friday, the 28th, and we're coming back June 20th. So we're gonna be off for about two months. We'll probably do a little more, maybe hit like the east east part of Canada and stuff like that later in the year. But yeah, two months. How many shows do you guys have lined up right now? It's almost it's almost every day. It's probably about 55. Yeah, yeah we're gonna do the like east coast first, and then Not swing back breaks. through. Uh, through the, the south, south yeah. uh, up the west coast, and then yeah. back. How do you guys go on like planning tour? Because I know that that a lot of work goes into that, just like pre-planning and getting yeah, everything Jack kind is of like kind of the booking uh, master, <laughs> <laughs> booking wizard. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, man. just even like traveling like from city to city, that can you know? Oh yeah, that's a yeah, huge responsibility. At this point, man, everything's <laughs> come up. Everything's come up except a full, complete van breakdown. But you know, everything's <laughs> no, come don't up. say that. I've just been promising but, every tour. Yeah. And like Matt, you know, before you joined the band, we didn't have to go to a tire shop every yeah. single uh-huh. tour. Yeah, we get a blow out of <laughs> But now we do. <laughs> no, but it's just the rite of passage. And we're and we're pretty grounded to me and like yeah. being you know having being in the DIY scene and having those connections it does make it easier because at the end of the day there's just so many good people who aren't just about um you know like themselves and turn a profit and like Mm -hmm. here's four white dudes with guitars enjoy the show you know it's like it's a more it's i just feel like it's a more open and forgiving scene even though you know it has its own problems too and when it comes to booking tours like those are often the connections that lead to the best shows i mean sometimes you play the best venue in town and it's like oh this is all right then you play somebody's basement and there's you know 200 kids like freaking right. out and so it's great but i'm you know vice versa too you just you know yeah i'm looking forward to getting out this this year you know the diy scene has been really hit hard after the ghost ship thing mm. and um and mm-hmm. so a lot of the places that we've played in the past have unfortunately been shut down for various reasons right um so but i know we have some some diy shows the, coming up right how are how are the other diys kind of like throughout the country and then even canada yeah some some cities were really hard hit i yeah. like denver uh los angeles lost some really good spaces um you know new york has lost good spaces but new york tends to like Bounce come back, back. To you. Yeah. There, there's always new spaces coming up but you know it varies um but yeah denver was definitely i would say one of the cities where it's like man like yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot shut down. And then, um, LA too. So you're gonna come back from tour. What are some of the bigger? Where if you could go on tour to other places, because you're gonna be hitting up Canada and a lot Europe, of the U.S. Definitely, yeah, would yeah. Be sweet. Yeah, any yeah. any particular area in Europe or? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've got friends who've kind of toured all over the continent, had good shows in different yeah. cities. I mean, that's part of the fun of tour, though. Is like before I toured, I never could have told you, like, man, these are my top five, top mm-hmm, ten mm-hmm. cities to hit in the U.S. for music. Um, and now I can. And so that would probably be part of the fun of Europe is just not really knowing, you know, yeah. where, where the best shows are going to be, where you're going to be. I mean, sometimes you play, like, Boone, North Carolina, and <laughs> people just love yeah. the heck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Yeah, Good job. job. Hey, we're a family-friendly band, and we can play in the Bible Belt in Boone, North Carolina, and have fans there, too, not just in, you know, these seedy dens of Vice, but um, yeah. So you know that that would, that would be the cool part to yeah, me of touring right. Europe, touring Asia, South America, anywhere would just be oh man, all these totally different places. Who mm-hmm. knows what people are gonna dig? Yeah. So. so we have one final song, but before we get into that, I definitely want to talk about the artwork and kind of like the, the 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 work that went into it. So can you guys tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, we uh, we had a um, photo shoot on film with um, uh, film director and photographer Emily Esperanza, mm-hmm. and um, she did the video of uh, the the music video that came out for our last record, Chapels, which was pretty amazing, like Buto performance art inspired mm-hmm. thing, and a mm-hmm. lot of people dug that. And, and this was kind of similar, like improvisational, like sort of like dark, surreal, but very you know visceral and human kind of David Lynch sort of vibe. Um, with the shoot, and then you have mm-hmm. like special typography on this. Yeah, yeah. The I, the lettering on the front was really cool. Um, this guy Patrick Holbrook Wellyells, who I think you've interviewed before, mm-hmm. um, he actually cut those letters out <laughs> of like a really old '60s science textbook and arranged them. And he just did this totally on his own accord. I just posted on Facebook, or, yeah, Facebook, saying like, "Hey, I could use some graphic design help." And I was talking about like, "Tell me a decent font." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh man, I just did this. What do you think?" And I was like, "Wow, I feel like we actually have like fans." That was, that <laughs> that was great. He has a great like, label too. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, say um, Harry. Le- so what? Harry? Harry Spiderlegs. Spider yeah, yeah. And so it was really flattering. And yeah, so between him and Emily and then, you know, yeah. just uh, didn't, there wasn't really much like processing after the fact or anything. It was just kind of like yeah. capture lightning in a bottle using some decayed film, some expired film and like some weird development techniques and just mm-hmm. going with it. Yeah. Nice. So once again, if people want to get a hold of you, what are some of the best ways? And then tell us about the show that's coming up. Um, Facebook. Um, uh, Crown Larks uh, or, you know, we have our website. Crownlarks.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once again, the show's at the Empty Bottle, Saturday, May 6th at 9 p.m. Yeah, we're out there at Twitter, Instagram, whatever. But yeah, mostly just come to the show, you know. Um, yeah, that's, yeah that's Empty way to Bottle, do it, right? May 6th with, with Ono, Grunwasser, and, and Blackerface. And that's going to be, yeah, then you can see if you even want to bother getting on our Twitter or whatever, right? So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you should get on there. Yeah, get on there anyway. Get on there anyway. <laughs> All right, once again, this is Radio 1 Chicago with Thank you. Crown Larks here at Radio 1.
Hey, it's 732 here on Radio 1 Chicago, and thank you again to the Crown Larks for joining us live here in studio. We-